thank you for joining us for this podcast from Abundant Life. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this word. Now, here's Pastor Scott. Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to read verse 11 and 12, and then we're going to pray. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, the Bible tells us to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I want to preach to you this morning a seasonal message that many people do not like, but the truth's the truth anyhow. And so I want to talk to you this morning from a sermon titled, What About Halloween? Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. God, thank you for your children. God, thank you for the unity that we have as brothers and sisters with you as our Father. God, I thank you for your word that guides us and instructs us. And I pray now by your spirit, Lord, that you would anoint me to say things that would honor you, that would glorify you. Teach us, Lord, from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Halloween is growing in popularity nationwide as a holiday. People getting fired up about Halloween from year to year, whether it's the movie makers. Because listen, if you take your child to see a G-rated movie, you could do one of several things. You could A, be offended by the movies they're going to show you before your little, you know, kitty movie. Or you could take an extra long time getting popcorn and miss all that. Or you could do what I at 53 do, and my 15 and 12-year-old are made to do and have been made to do their whole life. People stare at us in movie theaters because when a, you can hear the music strike on these trailers. Or the, oh, we, (laughs) cover your ears and close your eyes because that what you're about to see is going to stick in your mind forever. You know you can't erase that? All y'all saw that little girl went to her prom, her homecoming, bloody dress, Carrie. All y'all saw that girl the next spin back around, spitting green pea soup. You can't get these images out of your mind. Y'all saw that boy Friday the 13th come up out of the water after that canoe. You can't erase that. I don't need no extra new horror in my mind. I told y'all, visitors, don't be sensitive. We're all grown-ups here. Except for the children. One day we hope they will be too. But, but there, there are white people in the room and there are black people in the room. And the white people that knew they, knew they were white when they came here. Black people knew they were white before they came here. And we're going to be that when we leave. And the Hispanics the same way. People are like, I, it, it, just gets, it, it bothers me when he, when, when he talks about the difference in races. I don't see color. Get your eyes checked. And that's not a blessing, and that, that's, that doesn't make you look good. Listen, I have a lot of friends of color. It doesn't make you look special when you tell your friends of color, oh, I don't even see color. They, 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 let me keep moving. Just tell you what Chris Rock said. If it wasn't nothing but black people in the world, there wouldn't be no horror movies because first time homegirl jumped out, we'd all left the building. But... Because there's white people in America. These horror movies are off the chain. Off, year round, off the chain. 
and this time of year, they're just completely ridiculous. I'm not that guy. I don't, I, I'm not, I don't, I've never told anybody what type of movie to go to. I've never said this rating you should go to, this rating you shouldn't go to. You got to make your choices what's best for you. I will do me, you do you. I'm fine with that. I'm going to love you no matter what. I hope you're going to love me no matter what. But for me, if the world calls it a horror movie, that's just too much for me. I, I don't, I, I like comedy. More than horror, okay? But we're in that time of year. We're in that time of year, and America's love for this time of year is growing. Every report I read this week said the same thing when it comes to popularity and money spent. More popular than it's ever been, and we're spending the most money ever this year on Halloween. Like everybody's got extra money. We're spending more money on Halloween this year than we ever had. The National Retail Federation estimates that we will spend over $8.5 billion on this one day. Now, it's funny to me because everybody wants to get on their political lean. They want to get on their, their, on, on their side. And, you know, I don't care anything about that. I'm for Jesus. Whoever wins, wins. Uh, None of them know me, so it ain't a big deal to me. But I hear people say stuff like, if they just make one less of them jets, destructive planes, we could feed a whole city of people for a year. If America would take $8.5 billion and give it away in their community, there wouldn't be no hungry people anywhere. $8.5 billion buy a lot of groceries. Going to spend $8.5 billion dollars on one weekend up from 6.9 billion last year they thought 6.9 billion was a bunch they were hoping to creep into 7 billion they skipped the sevens all the way around and they've jumped up into the 8 billion range on halloween for costumes candy cobwebs and scary things listen most americans are drowning in debt but they're still going to rush out and blow money on Halloween. Most Americans qualify for every type of aid that's out there possible. Free, reduced lunch, uh, subsidy on affordable health care, uh, what, whatever it is. There, there's, there's debt and there's need out there. But when it comes time to buying a ghoul or a goblin to put in your yard, bet on it. People are, listen, they have put up... They, they got, it's so active this year, they have police and governmental agencies assigned going around telling people, you've gone too far. Got to take that one down. One dude had a bunch of people hanging from ropes in his tree. And they said, Dad, you know, we can't, you're going to have to take that one down. And it's just people keep pushing the envelope. See, when I say pushing the envelope, that, that's a common colloquialism for taking things further and further and further. People want to push the envelope on evil, but I've yet to meet anybody who wanted to push the envelope on prayer, on holiness, on serving God, on reading their Bible. Everything's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger in America except the things that should be growing. And we sit back and watch it. So we got to understand that we have some 
responsibility in the midst of all this. Over 171 million Americans have already said, now I haven't said, because nobody asked me. This is just of the limited number of the people that they asked. Over 171 million Americans have already pledged to take part in Halloween this year. That's up by almost 20 million over last year. I mean, just 171 million people. There won't be 171 million people at the Super Bowl. But it's going to be 171 million people playing around with Halloween. Going to spend, listen to this, over $3 billion on costumes. I'm get, if you got to do something, if you are going to go out on a candy bag, don't spend no whole bunch of money to dress up. Just walk up and say, yo, candy. I have been chastised by parents of children in this church for giving their children candy. Oh, Pastor, I don't allow my children to eat candy. But you send them to Halloween to get buckets of it? Oh, well, that's just fine. Okay. Let's keep thinking. Half y'all mad already. I'm going to give you the facts. More than 70 million adults have already planned to dress up, have bought, or will buy their costumes for Halloween this year. Listen, 45% of uh, the adults in this country are going to throw on a costume for Halloween. 45%. You can't hardly get 45% to do anything. If Hillary could be guaranteed right now that 45% would vote for her, she would be ecstatic. If Trump could be guaranteed 45% would vote for him, he'd be ecstatic. If, if you had a 45% chance of getting the job that you just applied for, you would be thrilled. 45% of people don't agree. If, if the Jaguars had 45% of the people in this room that like them, they would be ecstatic. 45%. This is high agreement. This is high agreement in a nation where in 2012, for the first time ever, church attendance in America dipped below 50%. American church attendance in the 70s was over 80%. People who go to church at least one time a week is how they defined it. Over 80%. Now, four years ago, Less than 50. First time in the history of our country. Less than 50. So it's probably down now, four years later, to 45%, making it the same number of people that's going to do what? Put on dresses to go play Halloween. I'm telling you, America's going in the wrong direction. It doesn't take a Bible scholar to understand these things. These, these statistics are mind-boggling to me, and I'm a stats guy. America, are you ready for this? is going to spend over $350 million to put costumes on their pets. $350 million. Okay, let's, let's, just, let's just guess that. 
I hope your light bill is less than $350 a month. If your light bill is more than $350 a month, move into a smaller house. Get a heater on, on a timer on your water heater and tell children to stop standing in the refrigerator with the door open. Okay? I hope your light bill is less than $350 a month. But if your light bill was $350 a month, let me just check the math geniuses in the room. How many light bills could you pay with $350 million? A million. If everybody's light bill was $350 a month, and it's not, it's probably half that, you could pay a million light bills. That's everybody in the five-county North Florida area's light bills. Pay more than that because there's only that many people. There's not a fourth of that many homes. You could pay all of North Florida's electricity for a month off what they're going to put costumes on dogs and cats for for one hour. Well, you got to get Rover dolled up now. Rover got to go out there as, as, you know, Pookie America. Put a little shield on, 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 on little Fufu's back. Iron Man. Roof, roof. $350 million. Pets. Pet costumes. Y'all wonder why this dude stands out on the side? of the road for these spirit shops. Listen, these shops are able to be open for five weeks a year and make more money than all the people in the strip malls next to them working every day the whole year. God, what's Halloween? Well, I got to get my vampire costume. They sell sell biteable blood. Hide it in your cheek when you walk up to them. Right as they open the door, you bite a cow. I mean, this is where America is at in their mind. 45% 45% of adults. <laughs> Lord have mercy. And you know if they're dressing up, they're making their kids dress up. If they have kids. $400 million being spent on greeting cards for Halloween. I'm going to tell you something about greeting cards for Halloween. Don't send me one. Going to save that dollar forty-five. Saved at $2.25. I don't need a Halloween greeting card. Amen? I don't need a Christmas card. You can text me for free. You can hit, my, hit, me, on, hit me on social media for free. I don't know how people still spending millions of dollars, $400 million on Happy Halloween cards. But this is what's going on in the nation we live in. In the midst of the most hateful presidential election, I've been alive to witness in, in, in the midst of people struggling and hurting financially. Let's just throw all common sense out the window because, hey, it's Halloween. The average American, they, they know this down to the penny. Last year it was $74.34 is what the average American spent. That's not just of those participating. That's of all adults averaged out to 74.34. This year, Gone from $74 to $82.93. $82.93. That's a whole lot of money. I can tell you this for sure. Unless one of y'all stays through the whole service and don't get mad and writes a big giant check. 
200 people in this room, all right? $83 a piece. What's 83 times 10? 830. What's 83 times 100? 8,300. What would be 8,300 times two, $83 times 200? $16,600 would be the offering if everybody in this room gave $83 in the offering. Let me tell you this. We never took up a $16,000 offering in this room ever. So Halloween's outdrawing the Lord. That's a fact. And let me just, if you don't hear anything else, I say here it is. Halloween can't do for you what Jesus can do for you. Costumes for adults and children and pets for the first year in history have all fit one category. You know, they used to have the winter for adults, the winter for pets, the winter for kids. This year, one category swept the board, superheroes. Due to all these action movies that have come out, adults, kids, and puppy dogs, cats, ferrets, whatever, will be wearing superhero costumes, followed by, in this order, princesses, pumpkins, zombies, Star Wars characters, I guess that's not a superhero, vampires, doctors and nurses, nurses, slasher movie characters, warts, tramps, and hoes. I'm reading this right off the internet. And frozen characters and Pokemon. Coming in last. I don't have Pokemon coming in last, but that's, that's what it is. I think this is the biggest waste of time in the world. I know what you're thinking. This sermon is a waste of time. I thought we were going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about Jesus. But we have to live inside this world as human beings. You just can't walk around screaming Jesus all the time to people. You have to educate yourself on, on what's going on in the world. The Bible says we have to be in this world, but we should not be of this world. The problem is, in 2016, the church has way long since stopped being in the world without being of the world. And they're like, well, we live in it. We may as well participate. I've had people quit the church because I said stuff about Halloween. I had, some, I had a woman call me in tears saying, my husband said we can't come back anymore because his biggest joy of the year is putting together our haunted house it's, it's, the, it's the big thing he does. It's his favorite time of year. He just loves scaring little kids and seeing them run away out of the yard after he jumps out of a coffin and scares them. I said, you know, if you did that to my kids before Christ, he wouldn't love that. I mean, how how you feel you see somebody jump at your child and send him scaring, falling down? That, that's a different story for a different crowd. But listen, don't get mad because I have an opinion. This is my opinion. My opinion is based on Scripture. I'd be glad to talk to, about, to you about your opinion anytime you want to sit down and talk. Let me finish out with some of these statistics. The group that overwhelmingly favors, participates, and spends more money on Halloween is known as millennials. Now, these are people 36, 16 years old to 36 years old. It's also the group they believe that they shouldn't have to get a job, that the government should just send them money to stay at home and do nothing. 
This also the group that believes that religion is weak-minded people and that they can be spiritual without believing in God. This is also the group that has disrespected their parents more than any other group in the history of the world, leading the world in teen suicide, drug addiction, dropout rate, and is the first group in the history of this country that is predicted by scholars to have less than their parents had. I'm a millennial. I'd say that under my breath. Or if I said it, I'd say I'm a millennial with a job and a college degree. I'd say I'm a millennial that still believes in saying yes, sir, and no, ma'am. I'm a millennial that holds the door for women and still treat people. I'd have to preface some of that stuff. I mean, because you read what millennials are leading in, you'd just be like, I'm a millennial. What about you, old dude? What are you? I'm a baby boomer. That one dude said we built this city on rock and roll. Well, millennials, you know, built the technology that everybody's living on right now. Or, or baby boomers did. Every generation is known for something. Listen, baby boomers don't want to grow old. Baby boomers are like, they're, they're, I, I'm, at the, I'm at the far end of it, so I'm, I'm 53. There's uh, one age younger, so there's 52 years old to 70 right now is what baby boomers are. Here's what baby boomers decided. We don't want to grow old and ugly, so we're the first generation of people to spend money on stomach surgeries and facelifts and Botox and lip pooping out and and butt pooping out. Listen, eat enough lollipops, your lips will get bigger. Eat Eat enough cornbread, your butt will get bigger. You don't need surgery. I'm trying to help somebody. Baby boomers, they got their own problems, but at least we ain't leading in Halloween. I told you that 45% of adults are planning to dress up in costumes. That's across the board in America. Over 70% of all millennials surveyed said they will absolutely be dressing up going to a haunted house, and partying on Halloween night. 16 years old to 36 years old. That's where they're going to be. If you got one, put them on lockdown. Tell them they need to clean the house that night. Let's get to what the Word says in Ephesians in our text, chapter 6. God commands us to put on the whole armor of God, comma. Always pause on the punctuation. Stop. That comma's there to give you cause to pause. Put on the whole armor of God. Now, if the Bible says to put on the whole armor of God, what does that infer that you might be capable of doing? Putting on half, two-thirds, seven-eighths, one-twelfth, zero. God does not want you half ready. God doesn't want you half ready. Prepared, because in battle, half ready is dead. In battle, half ready is not ready at all. You get there, my my kids were talking to me today because they're interested. My my kids, thankfully, want to go into the military, and they love this country. They know that we're a military family. I, I was in the Army. All my family members came 
from the military. You don't have to agree with that. We, we love the military. Um, and we're talking about that. And I was talking about going in to the Army, Fort Dix, New Jersey, and what it was like the first day and what do they do the first few days. And I said, well, you know, the first thing we did was took four hours to fill out a form with our name, address, uh, and birth date information on it because they kept turning tables over and telling us to stop because we weren't doing it right. But as, you know what I'm talking about, Sergeant Major. There's, 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 there's a whole lot of stuff like that. But we come from a military background, and I can tell you from a military mindset, if you have a list of things issued to you to go into battle, all right, you're going to have socks and boots. If you put the boots on and the socks aren't on, you're going to not enjoy that experience. You never, you never worn army boots before, if you don't understand what I'm saying. You better have on some socks. If you put on the socks and the boots and you put on those rough battle dress uniforms, what people call camos and fatigues, you put those rough BDUs on and you don't have your GI Army issued underwear on, you are not going to enjoy that. You talk about going commando if you want to. You'd be going back to the barracks getting some underwear. Nobody can tell if you don't have on your socks or your underwear, but it's going to impact you. You have on an Army-issued T-shirt, and you have on an outer shirt. If you put that outer shirt on without that undershirt on, you're not going to enjoy the way that feels under your armpits. And you're going to get in trouble because now that's visible. And somebody's going to know you don't have that on. Well, now we're getting through all the basics. You get to the supply desk. They issue you one AR, uh, M16A1 assault rifle, two 30-round magazine clips. They issue you one Kevlar helmet. You take all that stuff with you. You look at that helmet and you're like, don't really do my hair justice. Go ahead and leave that. Two magazines. I think one's good enough. I'm going to go ahead and leave that. This one's kind of heavy. Let me get about 15 of these bullets out of there. That feels better. I like the magazine better than the rifle because I can carry the magazine in my pocket. I'm going to just leave my rifle. I'm only leaving my rifle, my helmet, and a couple of rounds. But I'm taking most of the stuff they gave me with me. Are you ready? Are you ignorant? Okay. And you're getting kicked out dishonorably discharged, if not killed, on the battlefield. We are in a war, not a war with Afghanistan. That is still a fact. I'm talking about us as Christians. We are in a spiritual war, and we have weapons, and we have stuff that we're supposed to put on. And God said, put it all on. Say all. all. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's a weird word, wiles. It means Tricks and strategies. So we have an opponent with a strategy. Now, if you watch sports at all, you know that teams study their opponent to know who we're facing this week. How seriously do we have to take these people? If we're facing a team with a strong running game, we better spend some time working on our run defense. If we're facing a team with a strong passing game, we better spend some time working on our passing defense. If we're facing certain teams, I won't name them. We can do away with curfew and just let everybody party all week. But you have to study your opponent 
And I want you to know the enemy has studied Christians. And he knows how to trick us and trap us and mess us up. And we need to have all the protection available to us as Christians so that we can stand against the tricks and the strategies of the devil. Because, let's see how many Bible geniuses I got in the room. If you don't stand, what will you probably do? That's the other thing. You're standing or you're falling. Now, I don't want you to answer out loud, but I want you to think about your friends, your family, and even you in your own life. When it comes to your experience as a Christian, if, you, if nobody was listening and you just you talking to God and being honest, would you say that you've done a lot of standing in your Christianity or too much falling? So there's a whole lot of falling going on, even among the best of God's people. Why not dress for success? Not ready for the battle. You don't have everything that God is trying to give you to fight. A lot of people don't even believe that we're in a war. Well, that's fine with me, Pastor. I don't, I don't have it. Ain't no devils messing with me. They got you bamboozled. They've got you defeated, and you don't even know it's going on. You don't, you don't see the war happening because this is a war that doesn't happen in the natural. It happens in the spiritual. Verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We're not wrestling against people. This is where we get it wrong. Spouses arguing with each other, children arguing with parents, siblings arguing with each other, teachers and students. Listen, although the people may be used of the enemy to create dysfunction and distraction, there is a spirit behind all battle. There's a spirit behind it. Why aren't you getting along with your children right now? Well, they're at that age. Well, there's a spirit behind what's going on in your home, with your spouse, with your job. I don't like my boss. I hate going to work. There's a spiritual battle going on because the enemy wants to do anything he can to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what Jesus said his mission was. The devil is on a mission to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to tear up everything that you have. And sometimes people can be used, but people are not our enemy. I hope that somebody in this election campaign realizes that people are not our enemy. You believe in abortion? I believe in pro-life? That don't make us enemies. That makes us people with different opinions. It don't make us enemies. You believe in, in being a Republican? She believes in being a Democrat? That don't make y'all enemies. That makes you people with ideological differences and that too. You have ideology differences. The hate. The lies. It's insane. I have told my kids more in the last six months than in their entire lives put together. Don't believe everything you read. It was on the internet. Said it on news channel. That don't mean a thing. They lie. They lie. One side lies trying to make this side look bad. Ooh, did you hear so-and-so came forward and said such-and-such such about this? Well, the very same or the next day, such-and-such such is going to say so-and-so about the other. And they lie. They lie because they don't really want your vote 
as much as they want your hate. They want hate in this country to stay alive. See, when smart people came along and said to keep hope alive, fools came along and decided to keep hate alive. So hate is the new currency in America. It's not about how much you can dwell in unity, how much you can get along with your neighbor. It's about managing your hate for your brother. And we got to understand, our fight is not with people. Republicans shouldn't be fighting with Democrats. Democrats shouldn't be fighting with, with Republicans. Th third party, let me just say something because we're being political anyway, for, and I'm going to get off it. If you're talking about writing in a candidate, please write in Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I don't like either one of them. I'm going to write in a third party candidate and hope my guy wins. No third-party candidate is going to win unless all of America gets together and decides to put in Mickey Mouse. All right? So that, that's just that. It's not about people. The world wants to gear you up about people. Listen, the devil wants kids. I've had so many kids tell me, well, my mom just hates me. Why? Because she won't let me stay out all night long with Tommy. Well, what she got against Tom? He only went to jail one time for, for selling drugs, 79 keys out of the back of a U-Haul bus. What? Largest drug runner in North Florida, and mommy won't let you hang out with him? That's not hate, son. That's good parenting. Well, my, 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 my daughter hates me. She, she talked back at me and, and argued with me in public. That's not hate. That's just lack of whooping. can't say everything I don't have a glass ball and I can't predict the future in every way but I can tell you this you'll never see none of them kids over there that little old white kids over there you will never see none of them standing up with anybody else in the room saying anything to me other than yes sir no sir sitting there quietly and I don't have no magic parenting remedy but I got I got a belt in every room in my house My children are not my enemy. But sometimes they get on my nerves. Do you understand me? It's not about people. There's something behind all this process. There's something behind this evilness in this election. There's something behind the divorce rate in America. There's something behind teenagers running away and suicides. There's something behind all this dysfunction function and it's a spiritual battle there's something behind all these brand new made up fake diseases every month they didn't have any of these diseases when i was growing up you didn't have all these different special anxiety diseases they got 32 different anxiety diseases now used to be she's a little shy Okay, well, you know, some people are shy. Oh, well, you know, she's got social anxiety. Oh, okay, well, so she's shy. Yeah, she's shy. <laughs> oh, well, she has social anxiety nervousness disorder. Oh, she has social ner anxiety nervousness disorder? So she's shy? Uh, yeah, 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 she's shy. <laughs> oh, she has social anxiety nervousness dysplexia biplasia bismasia order. 
Oh, so you just like buying a lot of drugs and ramming them down your kid's throat? I mean, because she's shy? Every, I mean, the, the pharmacy companies, they just keep making up new stuff and adding letters to what you think is wrong with your child. See, I mean, when I was growing up, kids were hyperactive. Or they got beat. Learned how to sit still. Then Dr. Spock came out and said, if you beat them, they'll turn into axe murderers. I got an axe in my garage. I mean, you, you got to do you. But so they, they, they quit doing all that, and then they started adding letters to it. Well, you know, they, 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 they're HD. Or, and then they're ADD. Then they're ADHD. Then they're ADHD, XYZ, and PDQ. You're going to have all kinds of trouble. See? There is a spirit behind that. The enemy wants you to think there's something wrong with your child. You just need to love your child, discipline your child, lay your hands on them and pray for them, and trust God with your children. I am not saying that there are not medical conditions that some people need. Medic I understand that. I'm talking in broad generalities here. I understand that there's exceptions to every rule, but I do know that there is a battle that is raging, and it's not against people, and it's not something that you can see with the natural eye because it's against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This is talking about things you can't see. Say, can't see. People love to use the Bible and pervert it and twist it for their own purpose. I heard a racist preacher using this text to say bad things about our president. He said, see, the battle is against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And the president of the United States is the ruler of the whole known world. And, and, and they're using this verse to come against somebody because they just filled with hate and racism. This battle is not against somebody you can see. You think it's your boss, it's the enemy winding your boss up. You think it's the politician that you don't like, it's what the enemy's doing in that politician's life. We've got a battle, and uh, Scripture tells us that we've got to be prepared for it. And I hope that you are reading your Bible every day, saying your prayers every day, making the best choices you can make every day, asking God to protect you every day. Because if you're not doing these minimal things, you are walking out of the house not dressed for success. Ephesians 5.11 says to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Well, they're, you know, it's my cousin, and it's a big thing, and we always all get dressed up, and, you know, we, we, you know, they put grapes in a bowl and paint them like eyeballs, and we just always, it's all in good fun, and we just go over there, and, you know, yeah, there's, you know, witches and ghosts and everything, but it's not evil, it's not this, you know, the Bible says have no fellowship with them fruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. You have to correct and instruct people in their dysfunction. Well, I don't want to tell my brother that I can't come to his Halloween haunted house. Haunted house? Does that sound compatible with Christianity to you? Haunted house, the love of Jesus. These things are on polar opposites. The Bible says don't have any fellowship with that. Tell them it's wrong. I'm going to read something out of the Internet, and I'm going to let you go. The term Halloween is shortened from All Hallow Evening. It's the evening before All Hallows Day, also known as All Saints Day. All Saints Day? 
The day before that, all devil's day. Because the devil is always trying to do something. God is a creator and the devil is an imitator. God wants to do something good. The devil wants to come and use it as something bad. All this stuff started with the Celts in Ireland. The name was All Hallows Eve. They shortened it to Hallow Eve, which they still use today in many parts of Ireland. It's commonly accepted down from Hallow Eve to Halloween. And the holiday was a day of religious festivities in Northern Europe, pagan traditions, until Pope Gregory III moved the old Christian feast of All Saints Day to give Halloween a Christian interpretation. Listen, Halloween is called Pookie Night in most of Ireland, and they named it Pookie Night after Puka, which is a mischievous spirit, somebody who likes to stir things up. I'm going to tell you this, I've known several dudes in my life named Pookie, and they could all get into it. All right? There is more behind Halloween than candy and ding-dong trick-or-treat. Halloween is always associated with the occult, and in Europe, they still hold that Halloween is the most mystical time of the year when the spiritual world makes contact with physical world and where magic, black magic, is most potent. You say, I don't believe in black magic. Open your eyes. I don't believe in witchcraft and voodoo. Open your eyes. I have been in Asheville, North Carolina on Halloween. Shout out to Asheville. There is a big, giant obelisk, thank you, in the center of downtown Asheville. It's like a big, giant concrete pencil pointing straight up into the sky. This thing got to be 30, 40 feet tall. You can see it from the mountains around. It was built by witches placed in the center of Asheville, North Carolina, do some history about witchcraft in Winston-Salem, Carolina area. And they built this big, giant, concrete pencil thing going up into the sky. And they believed that on Halloween at midnight, the spiritual realm splits, and that's the portal for all evil to come into the earth and to leave back up into the spirit realm. I've been there on Halloween. Didn't know it. I just We just went up to the mountains. It's like, it's a cool place to be. Go up here and drive on the Blue Ridge Parkway, watch the leaves turn orange. It's nice to look at. End up eating dinner in Asheville that night. Everybody dressed up like witches. Found out they weren't dressing up. Standing on the street, and I ain't into these mean-spirited Christians. Y'all going to, setting up tables and screaming at Bi- with Bibles, telling everybody they're going to hell. You're never going to win anybody to Christ that way. That, 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 that ain't the way to go about it. But I watched this whole back-and-forth battle between the Christians and the witches. And I can tell you this, they, they weren't playing. They weren't playing. And all across the world, the people who celebrate Halloween as a mystical spiritual time, believe that it is the moment in time where supernatural portal opens the widest, where evil can flow freely throughout the world. Too many people don't believe in the occult. Too many people don't take witchcraft seriously. 
Do you know that the largest witch's coven in the state of Florida is in Clay County? The largest witch's coven. Well, they're just playing around, right? They're just drinking Mountain Dew and having fun? No. They're, they're, they're real live witches who will be insulted if you called them anything less than that. You can look them up. They're, they're all over First Coast News. They're all over the Internet. You can Google witches coven in Clay County. I'd, I'd rather you didn't because, you know, scriptures are taught, but spirits are caught. Christians don't take this stuff seriously enough. Christians don't take the fact that there's evil present seriously enough. I've told you all the story. I'll tell it again, and we'll get out of here. Nine years ago, I got a call from uh, a woman who said that her father was Jess LeVay. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Well, have your dad call me. And he called me. This dude, Jess LeVay, called me from California. His father is Anton LeVay. Anton LaVey was the spiritual guru for the Eagles. Y'all old people like the Eagles, Hotel California. The album Hotel California has a man dressed up in a grim reaper suit standing on a stairwell with the hood over his head, and that's Anton LaVey. And he was the guru to the Eagles. He was their spiritual guide. Anton LaVey wrote the Satanic Bible in 1969, and he traveled with the Eagles to teach them how to worship Satan. Think about that next time you turn on your favorite hits from the 70s. If you listen, I'm going to take time to broadcast it all because some of y'all will never even hear this song. But if you listen to the song, we're sitting in NYC Pizza the other night at Oakleaf, and the song comes on, and I'm telling the kids about it. They've heard the story a thousand times. And the part of the song says, Captain, Captain, please bring me my wine. And he said, we haven't had that spirit here since 1969. Wine in the Bible represents the blood of Jesus Christ. They haven't had that spirit since 1969 because that's when Anton LaVey wrote the Satanic Bible and told everybody that Jesus Christ was a myth and a liar and a fake. Jess LaVey, his son, pulled away from the Satanic cult, is living in hiding. He's got a daughter that lives in Jacksonville, called me out of the blue heard that I was a good Christian man and wanted to know if I could work with her in her relocation effort to get away from these Satanists that are trying to kill her. That's right here in our own neighborhood. So you don't have to believe there's a Satanic Bible, but there is one. You don't have to believe that people are struggling to get away from Satanic cults, but I've been contacted by them. This stuff is real, and it should be scary. But to the average person, ah, that don't scare me. I saw more than that on Nickelodeon. You can be insensitive, but it doesn't change the truth. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says, To prove all things and to hold fast to that which is good. You need to look into stuff and see what's right and what's wrong. Because everything that's fun ain't right. Some things are good and some things are not good. The very next verse in 1 Thessalonians 5 says, Abstain. From all appearance of evil. All of us are sinners. The Bible says all of sin and come short of glory of God. I got problems, you got problems. I fall short, you fall short. Hopefully when we fall short, it's because we stumble. Not because we dive head first. Hopefully when we sin, it's because we slip up. Not because we spent two weeks planning it. It's a difference here. 
When we sin, hopefully it's because we got caught up and overcome. Not because we decided this is what I'm about. There's a big difference between that level of lifestyle. And the scripture says, now can't nobody keep all the scriptures. I understand that. There's a lot in there and we're all going to fail at something. But you have got to try to be the man and woman God wants you to be. And the Bible says abstain from all appearance of evil. You don't have to be a Bible genius. Go up to a haunted house with vampires, blood, people dressed up like the devil, pitchforks, fire flames, and just ask yourself, does this have any appearance of evil? Oh, no, it's just fun. Yeah, you need to get more honest with yourself because this stuff appears to be evil for a reason. James 1.27 says, Pure religion and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit the fathers and the widows in their affliction and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. If God is commanding us to keep ourselves unspotted from the world, guess what can happen if you mess up? You can get what? Spotted from the world. What do old folk tell us? If you lay down with dogs, you come up with what? That's it. You can't play in the mud without getting dirty. It's just going to happen. Mess around and play with this evil. Mess around and play with this magic. Don't have no, hey, listen, you, you don't need to try a Ouija board to see if it's evil. It's evil. Trust me. You don't need to play around with witchcraft and spells and cantations and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's evil. The Scripture says you need to keep yourself unspotted from that stuff. That stuff will stain you. 3 John 1.11 says, Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God, but he who does evil has not seen God. Do not imitate what is evil. I have seen people dress up their five-year-old daughter with a witch hat on. She's so cute. You dressed her up to look evil. I have seen people dress up their five-year-old son with the fake vampire teeth in his mouth and blood straining down. If you saw that in your bedroom at 3 o'clock in the morning, you wouldn't say, oh, how so cute. Come sleep with me. Don't imitate what's evil. Halloween is an imitation at the least of evil. A participation in evil to be more specific. Ezekiel twenty two twenty six says that the priests have violated God's law and profaned his holy things, for they put no difference between the holy and the profane, neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean, and they hid their eyes from my Sabbaths, and I am profaned among them. Leviticus 10, 10, speaking in the same, on the same situation, says that you may put difference between holy and unholy and between clean and unclean. God said that there's a problem going on, even back then, that still exists today, where people who claim his name refuse to put a difference between what's right and what's wrong. Well, who am I to judge? Who are you to judge? You can't tell somebody what the Scripture says? The Scripture says to don't fornicate. Well, who am I to judge? You don't have to judge somebody to tell the Bible says stop fornicating. That's not you judging them, that's you telling them the truth. The Bible says you've got to put a difference between what's holy and what's unholy. You have to make some form of judgment to do that. 
And the Bible says spiritual people judge all things. You, you, you see an expiration date on your milk? You got to make a judgment call. Take the lid off, smell it. Three, four, five days over and still smells good? Use it. Well, you got to learn to put a difference between what's right and what's wrong. I believe the biggest, one of the biggest problems in America right now is everybody's determination to be so politically correct that we refuse to call right right and wrong wrong. We're hiding behind everything, scared to be called a bigot. Can't say homosexuality is wrong, Pastor. They might call you a bigot. You can't say that even though all, all Muslims might not be terrorists, it looks like to me all terrorists are Muslims, they might call you a xenophobe. Listen, they're making up new words to call us bad things, to keep us from telling the truth. I'm going to just say that I die the truth the truth anyhow. The truth is the truth, and the Bible says that we need to put a difference between what's holy and what's unholy. Because Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You wonder why your house is going through so much hell? You wonder why your children are growing up the way they're growing up? You wonder why our community is in the shape that you're in? You've got all them records stacked in your house, glorifying the devil. You've got all those books hidden in your closet, racked up with pornography. You're waiting until people go to bed, and you're turning on stuff on the Internet, sending. Do you know how Wi-Fi gets from the router to you? It floats through the air. You're polluting the air in your environment with evil things you're looking at over the airwaves. You know how music gets from the radio station to your ears through the air? The Bible says that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. Be careful what you put your eyes on, what you put your ears on. Destroyed for lack of knowledge. Acting like it don't hurt you, it, I, that you're just playing with it. Listen, you don't play with loaded guns. And you don't play around with evil. 2 John 1.10. Listen to this. You're going to have people come at you, ring ding dong. You're going to smile and tell them, you know, have a great night. 2 John 1.10 says, if any come to you and bring this, not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. I don't stand at my door and talk to cultists. I don't stand at my door and take the watchtower. I don't stand at my door and let, me let people tell me why Christianity is not the right religion. I tell them I'm not interested, and I close the door. I don't tell them to have a good day because that's what it means to bid them Godspeed. In the New Living Translation, it makes it even easier to understand. 2 John 1.10 says, Anyone who encourages such people becomes a partner in their evil work. Well, I'm not going to dress up. My kids like ghosts, but, you know, I got to hand out candy to the little devils that come to my door. Anyone who encourages this becomes a partner in their evil work. Well, Pastor, now that's just the Bible. That's an old book. It's a real book. Halloween's a religious day, but it's not a Christian day. One of the former high priests of the Celtic uh, tradition, a man named Tom Sanguinette, who's probably written more Christian literature about Halloween than anyone else, said the modern hol the holiday we call Halloween has its origins in the full moon closest to November 1st. It's the witch's new year. It's a time where they believe spirits slash demons are at their peak power revisiting going to and from the earth. He went on to say Halloween is purely and absolutely evil 
And it is the height of joy and excitement for all black magic participants, all witches and warlocks. And there is nothing we have or will ever do that can make this day acceptable for Christians or people who claim the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What are you talking about? You might be saying, what, what's all this old stuff got to do with me? Well, the origination of Halloween, it comes from a festival worshiping Sam Hain, who's the Lord of death and evil spirits. This is way before Christ. This dude around 2,000 years before Jesus. Druids in Britain, Ireland, Scotland, France, Germany, and other cultic countries. See, if I was a black militant, and I want to point out that all the problems in life uh, were, were, were the white man's fault, I'd say white man gave us Halloween. But I'm not a militant, so i got to keep moving. <laughs> Ireland, Scotland, France, Germany, all these other Celtic countries observed the end of summer by making sacrifices to the God of death. November 1st was the day of death, but they believe because it's when most leaves were falling. It was getting darker outside, temperatures were dropping, and they believed that Muk'ala, their sun god, was losing strength to Samhain, the God of death, was overpowering him. And that's why it was getting darker and colder. Because their God of death was taking the forefront. Further, they believe that on October 31st, Sam Hain assembled all the spirits who had died the previous year and had been confined to inhabit animals' bodies as punishment for their evil deeds. They were allowed to come forth on this day and find a human to inhabit. Okay? Listen real good and I'll be done. This is right, out, this is right off uh, the encyclopedia. They were allowed to return to their former home to visit the living on the feast of Sam Hain. Druid priests led people in diabolical worship services in which horses, cats, sheep, oxen, human beings, and other offerings were rounded up, stuffed into wicker cages, lit on fire, and burned to death as sacrifices to appease the God of death and keep evil spirits from harming them. Trick or treat. You have to give a sacrifice to Sam Hain or we're going to repay you with evil. This is the origin of trick-or-treat. You either have to give up a child or an animal to be sacrificed to Sam Hain, the god of death, or they are going to plague you. Priests would go from house to house asking for calves, sheep, and human beings. Those who gave to the god of death were promised prosperity, and those who refused were threatened and cursed. In addition... It was believed that the wandering spirits were all hungry. So it was policy to set out a treat for them so they would have something to eat. And if you did not set out a treat for them, they would curse you. Trick or treat is a reenactment of druidic practices that honor Sam Hain, the god of death, to participate, to encourage... Any of this trick-or-treat policy makes you become a partner in their evil work. The traditional response to those who did not treat was to have some evil done to them. When you give out candy on Halloween, you're providing a sacrifice to the false god, Sam Hain. You're participating in idolatry, Tom Sanguinette went on to say. Real quick, because I'm not going to talk about this anymore after today. 
we're not going to deal with this tonight. The jack-o'-lantern. Everybody, pumpkin patch. Church is raising money with a pumpkin patch. This pumpkin is tied to the same festival. And in the occult conceit page, it's their Bible, on page 190, this is a quote out of the book Occult Conceit, page 190. The candlelit pumpkin or skull serves as a signal to mark those farms and homes that are sympathetic to Satanists and deserving of mercy when terror night of the trick-or-treat begins. Furthermore, the Old World Encyclopedia says, the apparently harmless lighted pumpkin face in the jack-o'-lantern is actually an ancient symbol of a damned soul. Put that little jack-o'-lantern out there on your porch so all the devil worshipers will know we're down like James Brown. We're on your side. Halloween's a pagan holiday rooted in the worst kind of pagan rituals. The Bible tells us to have no fellowship with the works of darkness. Halloween has become diluted in our lifetime, and I know what many of you are thinking. It's not that bad, Scott. It's just about candy and kids having fun. 1 Corinthians 10, 20 says, The things that Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would that you should have no fellowship with devils. Passage of Scripture talking about somebody making a sacrifice, giving something away to something that they really don't know about. is an unknown God. He says what they're really doing when they give away a sacrifice to an unknown God is they're giving away a sacrifice to the devil. So when you pass out your almond joy this month, just know what's going on. One Christian author says it plainly, dressing up like witches, ghosts, and goblins is completely incompatible with Christian living. All away from what Christians think, all away from what preachers think, all away from what the Bible says. Listen to what the CDC says. More children are killed in car accidents on Halloween than any other day of the year. Satan is still commanding human sacrifice on Halloween. Satan is still extracting human sacrifice on Halloween. The CDC says more children are killed on this day than any other day of the year. Human sacrifice is still going on. A study conducted by the Center of Disease Control and Prevention showed that four times as many children aged 5 to 14 are killed on Halloween compared to any other night of the year. Four times as many. Four times as many. You better kiss little, little Junior on the head every time he leaves and pray God bring him back home safely. But on Halloween, if you send Junior out away from your home, he's four times more likely to get killed than any other day of the year. Oh, but it's just all fun. James 4.4 4 says, You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that friendship with the world is in enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. There are things that the world does that we're not meant to participate in. Pastor, we just can't be so holy all the time. Well, we're not. Let's figure that out. But it doesn't mean we have to be just raw out evil. 1 John 2.15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If anyone loved the world, the love of the Father is not in him. But I just love the haunted house. That ain't God. That is not God. Don't raise your children to believe in them. 
Don't raise you. My, my children have never done Halloween. That don't make me special or them special. I'm just trying to do what God has commanded me to do and teach truth from the Word of God. Most parents don't even want their children eating a bunch of candy. We live in a generation now where I, I, I never even heard this growing up. I didn't hear this until I started pastoring this church. Oh, I don't, I don't allow my children to have red candy. I'd be handing out Skittles to people. And like, oh, not the red ones. I'm like, oh, because the orange ones are good? <laughs> like the, like the, 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 the yellow ones aren't locked up with sugar? Okay, not the red ones. Here, let me pick those out for you. Most parents don't want their kids eating a lot of candy, but we're going to send them around in bags to get candy from neighbors. Let's just say this and I'll get out. Is it possible that there are some evil people in the world? Is it possible that somebody might put something in your child's candy that could harm them? Okay, so, well, I expect my children's candy, and if the package has been tampered with in any way, we throw that away. That's what you can see with your eyes. Is it possible that parents pray over their children while they send them out to the school bus stop? Do you think any parents do that? Pray over their kids to bless them as they leave? Well, let's say there's an occult. Let's say that there's an opposite. Let's say that there's an evil. You think it's possible that some of these evil people are praying over this candy that they're putting in your child's bucket to bring curses and diseases on your child even though you can't see the package been tampered with? Listen, if you need candy that bad, come see me in my office. I got candy. If you need candy that bad, come see me in my office. I will buy you some candy. Oh, well, we just love dressing up and scaring each other. Love the Bible. Last passage of Scripture I'm going to read. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we're the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Verse 17 says, Therefore come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you, and I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. I'm not asking you to do something so extreme. I had a pastor mentor who would not eat in a Chili's or a Bennigan's or a steak and ale because they served alcohol in there, which I asked him. You shop at a grocery store? I'm not asking you to be ridiculous. I'm asking you to protect you and yours from spiritual wickedness. From a day that is so devoted and so rooted in anti-Christian demonic behavior that you would just say, we're going to pass on that. I'm not saying, and you never heard me say anything bad about Santa Claus or putting up a Christmas tree in your house. I ain't one of those guys. Don't do this Halloween thing. It is steeped in demonic sacrifices, and evil is transferable. Scriptures are taught, but spirits are caught. And on Halloween, it is the portal of evil. It is the back and forthing of evil into this world.
and the battle rages. You talk to people that do spiritual warfare, they'll tell you it's, it's, it's the most hectic time of the year. Everything about this holiday is evil. Haunted houses do not honor God. Say, so what about Christian alternatives, Pastor? Can we do a trunk or treat? I'm not making up a church holiday just because the world's having a holiday. You don't have to battle with them. Just because they want to go out and do stuff don't mean we got to do stuff. Stay home with my family. Movies coming out this time of year are so horrible. Dressing up your kids and calling it fun is a dangerous thing. The devil is a deceiver, and he wants us to think that, that it's all just fun. The Bible says, come out from among them and be separate. We can't be separate in everything. We got jobs to go to. We got grocery stores to shop in. We got families' houses to visit. We got people to love on. We got to take the light of Christ into a world. But that don't mean we got to slum in the sewer to do it. That don't mean we got to drag our feet through hell just to try to be a shining light. It's okay to have fun as a Christian. I love laughter. I love having fun. But the Bible says, put God first. Put God first. Agree with me or disagree with me about Halloween? I'm all right with that. It don't matter to me. You do you, I'm going to do me. I hope you'll still love me after this. I'm going to still love you after this. If you have the biggest haunted house in, in all of America, I'm still going to love you. Because my love for you is not predicated on whether or not we agree on everything. My love for you is predicated on the fact that we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. See, the Bible says that you become a Christian by believing in Jesus, not by what you do on Halloween. The Bible says that you become a Christian by believing in Jesus, not by which candidate you vote for. The Bible says you become a Christian by believing in Jesus, not by the color of your skin. So the thing that makes us the same is not all the things that everybody's looking at. The thing that makes us the same is what's on the inside. Do you believe that Jesus Christ really walked on this planet? Do you believe that there was a man named Jesus that walked on this planet? That he lived and he died on a Roman cross in a torturous, cruel fashion. But on the third day, he rose from the dead and is alive right now. If you believe that, me and you are straight. We're okay. We're Christian family forever. And that's what really matters more than anything else that we can agree on that. I hope you agree that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We'll keep working on this other stuff. We'll keep working on how many days a week should you get drunk. We'll keep working on whether or not, you know, because weed's almost legal, can you almost be doing it? We'll keep working on, you know, what's the right TV shows for your kids to watch and how much Halloween should you do. But let's make sure that we know we're saved. Because that's what matters. Because this life is short and the next life is coming. If you're here and you're not saved, the best news I have for you is every one of us only one prayer away from being totally right with God. God said, if you will ask him to forgive you, he'll do it. And all you got to do is pray and ask God to forgive you of your sins and save you. And he said, if anybody calls on me, I will save them. And I hope you called on Jesus. I hope you're trusting him to get you through. We all have our struggles. We all have our shortcomings. But God loves everybody. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
We truly appreciate the opportunity to pour into your lives each week. For more information or to donate to Abundant Life's ministry, please check out our website at www.alcfnow.org. Until next time, we pray that you will live abundantly.